0: to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start. To your Friday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, the Road to Atlanta podcast, as well as the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it is available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta and the great thing is we don't have Atlanta Braves baseball to talk about that was the goal this entire season coming into this weekend was winning the division title obviously but also in my opinion just as important is the Braves being able to capture that second spot in the NL playoff picture and of course that's led to a first round bye to where yes Eight other teams are going to be playing baseball starting today. Of course, for the Braves and their fan base, they're going to be especially – you know, interested in the Philadelphia St. Louis series to see who the Braves' next opponent is going to be. But just in general, it's great to be able to watch playoff baseball knowing that the Braves have been playing excellent baseball, and as a result, they'll be awaiting the winner of the Phillies-Cardinals series. But while there was not baseball yesterday, there was still something to celebrate, and that was Matt Olson winning National League Player of the Week. And of course, any time that you see a Brave win National League Player of the Week, it especially is a lot of fun. That means that that player has been the best hitter in the National League over that amount of time. We saw it with Austin Riley in July. When it comes to rookies, we've seen it three times now with Michael Harris, but it especially is, is significant, in my opinion, when it comes to Matt Olson. And there's, there's a few reasons as to why that is. Number one, obviously, it is a great sign it's validation that Matt Olson has truly come out of his extended slump that we saw for much of the first, you know, 20 days, basically, of September. Matt Olsen was struggling mightily at the plate. He had been struggling for a few months at the plate overall, from basically from the middle of July through the beginning of August. You know, I know Austin Riley had an incredible month of July, but actually from late June, through late July, Matt olson that was one of the best displays of, of his power potential that he had shown all season. We know the power that Matt Olson has displayed in the past. Obviously, at the start of the season, he was able to put together extra base hits via doubles, but the home runs really didn't start coming until June and to July. You know, they were sporadic as we went through August, and then, of course, we get to September, and Matt Olson struggles just, it seemed like every single game. He was struggling more and more, even just making contacts. And when he did, it was nothing significant in order to help the Braves win games. But then we saw it in the series against the Nationals, and it was absolutely on display in the series against the Mets. Home run after home run, four straight games with the home run. I believe he finished um, the season eight out of his last ten games, perhaps it was seven out of his last nine, in which he had an RBI extra base hit in the game. And so, yes, it's significant with the fact that we know the talent that Matt Olsen is. We know how, you know, much of an impact his bat can make in general. And so, obviously, it's great to see him getting hot at the right time. But the other thing that stands out in terms of the timing of him getting productive is that it came at a time when Michael Harris, the player who at times was carrying our offense from August 1st through basically... September 15th, September 20th. The Braves, two left-handed bats. They're, they have three left-handed bats that they rely on, you know, pretty consistently. Olson, Harris, and Rosario. Rosario has gotten, you know, somewhat close back to his after he was out for much of the first half of the season due to eye surgery, but his consistency at being productive has still definitely not been to the level that you would love to see it, especially with what we know he can do from last year's playoffs. Michael Harris has been absolutely outstanding, but in the last two weeks of the season, he also struggled mightily at the plate. But as soon as he started struggling, the Braves were able to still maintain their balance in the lineup because right when Michael Harris started to struggle, that's when Matt Olson started to pick up his production. Over the last 14 days of the season, there was no first baseman who was more valuable than Matt Olson. He was worth .8 FR over the last 14 days of the season. Had over an 1,100 OPS, the most productive first baseman in the game. So while it's significant that, you know, Matt Olson's production allowed for the Braves to maintain balance in their lineup being a productive left-handed hitter when their other productive left-handed hitter and Michael Harris started to struggle. The big, big thing for the Braves is that if Matt Olson is on his game in terms of consistently producing hard contact, that again adds depth to the formula that we know the Braves are going to rely on once again hitting home runs and the bullpen being productive. And if Matt Olson is consistently putting the ball in the air, if Matt Olson is consistently making hard contact, that means that if the hitters in front of him, Acuña uh-oh, Swanson, Riley. If they're playing at their games, we know Matt Olson is going to be have more than enough opportunity to have impactful at bats. If Matt Olson is making hard contacts, hard contact, and the guys in front of him are doing their jobs, Matt Olson is going to consistently deliver big hits in the playoffs. Not only because guys are on base, but also if he can continue his power display, that is going to be a huge boost to the Braves' formula of hitting more home runs and then getting leads early and allowing for the bullpen to maintain those leads late. So make no mistake about it, you can make a case for several bats in the Braves lineup being the most important offensive piece or the most critical offensive piece for this lineup in the playoffs. But I think in terms of the fact that he's a left-hander, I think in terms of his positioning in the lineup where Olsen is really going to be relied upon to be a true run-producing bat, just like he was towards the end of the season. And in terms of the fact that perhaps, you know, only Ronald Acuna Jr. and Austin Riley, you could make a case, could have, you know, just as much or more power potential in there at bats than Matt Olsen, I think because of the power potential in his bat, where he'll be in the lineup, and the fact that he's gotten hot at the end of the season, to me, Matt Olson absolutely is one of the most critical offensive components to this Braves team, playing at the level that it needs to, to be able to repeat as world champions. Can Olson get the job done? Absolutely, will he? It remains to be seen. But it's great to know that he once again has found his groove at the plate. Not only in terms of you know producing in general, but the way that he's doing it, consistently providing impact and power that plays well into the Braves' formula of how they hope to win in the postseason. And you have to know that Matt Olson is ready to deliver this postseason for the Braves. <laughs> As I mentioned on yesterday's episode, we are going to have plenty of in-depth, excellent coverage for you on the Battery Power Podcast Network when it comes to the Braves and the playoffs. Obviously, as we move towards the end of the weekend, that's when we're going to get a bit more specific in knowing who will be playing and breaking down the National League Division Series with the Braves facing off either against the Phillies or or the Cardinals. Make sure to check out the podcast to be named later which came out yesterday talking about the Mets series playoff reviews, a lot of great content there. And of course, later on this weekend, the Battery Power podcast itself, which will get into the breakdown of the Braves and whoever whoever they will be facing in the National League Division Series. But a few fun factors that could play into the National League Division Series I think are worth are discuss or think I think are worth discussing. Right now, for one, it's how should the lineup and the outfield align when it comes to the Braves and their approach to the National League Division Series? Well, in my opinion, it's pretty simple. Against right handers, you start Ronald Acuna Jr. and right, Michael Harrison center, Eddie Rosario and left. Against left handers, Acuna and right, Michael Harrison center, Robbie Grossman in left. I think that that is is the best approach for the Braves to take. In terms of defense, in terms of offense, we know what Rosario is capable of doing against right-handers. Robbie Grossman has remained pretty consistently productive against left-handers, I absolutely think that that is the best way to go. Acuna in right at all times, Michael Harrison center at all times, and a platoon of Rosario against right-handers, Grossman against left-handers. I think that's the best way for you to be able to align your defense. You can substitute or Guillermo Heredia late in games to make sure you get the best defense possible. But that's the way that I would go as far as the outfield alignment. At second base, in my opinion, for the playoffs, it should be Orlando Arcia. at least in the NL Division Series. I do think that Von Grissom he has a, a higher potential when it comes to his bat. But I think in terms of the combination of both the second or defense at second base and also, you know, productive at bats. I do think that Arcia has done better than expected this year when he's been in the lineup. I know that when he started in place of Ozzy Albies, you know, the fact that he struggled so much was why Vaughn Grissom was called up in the first place. But right now when you combine defense, when you combine productive at bats, and Arcia has delivered s- several Times this season, I think Orlando Arcia clearly is the best option at second base. Bat him eighth, bat him ninth in the lineup, you know. He likely will be able to deliver at least some type of production during the National League Division Series. And you have to feel strongly that the rest of the Braves lineup will take care of business as well. So, in my opinion, the outfield should be Acuna Jr. and Michael Harris at all times, Rosario versus right handers, Grossman versus left handers as a platoon, and then Orlando Arcia at second base. The other thing that I will say as far as the lineup goes, I know that the Braves tinkered with the lineup at the end of the season. You know, Michael Harris, even batting third in the lineup against the Mets. I think that you simply go with what has been your most productive approach all season. Me and Eric Cole talked about it during the the, the uh, division clinching episode a few days ago. This Braves offense has not really hit on all cylinders yet. You know, it was either the infield that was highly productive while the outfield struggled, or vice versa. When the top of the lineup has been hot, the bottom has kind of fallen off a bit, and vice versa. What is going to allow for the Braves to have the best chance of hitting on all cylinders during a playoff series? If they do They're going to be very hard to beat. So in my opinion, you simply go with what has worked most of this season and you go with your best bats, getting the most at-bats. Acuna Swanson, one and two. Makes perfect sense. Riley Olsen, three and four. Don't overthink it. Makes perfect sense. Those are probably your two most consistent power bats at this time. Put them in the middle of the order and allow for them to produce with runners on. And then in the fifth spot, I would go with Travis Darnot. You know, pretty consistently has shown that he can deliver in the clutch. We saw him do it last postseason. We've seen him do it this regular season. Put him in that fifth spot. At the DH position, William Contreras. I think that William Contreras has earned the right to be relied upon, to deliver in big situations. He's been the most consistent bat, in my opinion, among, you know, your potential DH options. I think that he definitely should be that designated hitter consistently, whether it be right handers or left handers. And if for some reason he's struggling mighty he's struggling, you know, in the first or you know second game of the division series, then make adjustments as you go on. But I would put William Contreras at DH for the lineup in the National League Division Series. And then wrapping up the lineup, you've got Rosario or Grossman, Michael Harris, and Orlando Arcia in some shape or fashion rounding out the bottom of your order. That in depth Lineup is one of the best in in the playoffs. Arguably, could be the best. Arguably, could be the most powerful. So go with what is going to allow for you to have the best chance of having that lineup hit on all cylinders. And in my opinion, that's going with giving your best bats overall as many as at bats as possible, and then trusting that the bottom of the Braves order that has been the second best bottom of the Braves order in baseball since June, only the Toronto Blue Jays bottom of the order has been better in terms of overall production than the Braves. Give your best at-bats the chance to have the most at-bats at the top of the order. Trust that the bottom of the order will be able to deliver big hits and go from there. And then the pitching rotation, we obviously know that Spencer Strider is the X-factor. Will he be healthy for the division series? In my opinion, Max Reed obviously is the ace. He gets game one. But who gets game two? I think Strider makes perfect sense. If you can get up one game to nothing... In the division series, go with Strider's strikeout potential, which we know plays up even more importantly in the playoffs. Go, uh, go Freed, go Strider. I would give Kyle Wright the game three ball. He's been more consistent this year than Charlie Morton has. Now, if the Braves were to go with Morton in games two or three, I understand it. I can see SIDS in any type of of order between Wright, Morton, and Strider, if he's healthy, after Freed. But me personally, I would go with Freed, Strider, Wright, then Morton. I believe that the Braves probably could. They probably do want to try to get Morton in there and one of the first three games of the series, but I do think that Wright definitely has a case to be, if Strider were not to be available, Wright even has a case to be the game two starter. But in terms of pecking order, I think that it goes Freed, Strider, Kyle Wright, and Charlie Borden. And then, of course, the bullpen, you just heavily rely on them. I think it does make sense for the Braves to go with the order of Colin McHugh, Rysel Iglesias, A.J. Minter, and Kenley Jansen, if they're going to go with a pecking order in the bullpen, I do think that you potentially you know, put Dylan Lee in there. If you're in that you 6th, know, 7th inning area, you're facing a lineup that's got a heavy part of it coming up that has multiple left-handers, that's where you can use Dylan Lee. In my opinion, I still think that Rysel Iglesias should be the top option that you utilized late in the game against the opposition's best hitters. Of course, Brian Snicker, not much to question how he used the bullpen last year. I definitely think that he'll be in line to do that once again. So just some thoughts from my end on how I think it should play out in the playoffs. And the overall theme is this. Don't overthink it. Go with what has got you here. Trust your best talents and move forward with that. At the end of the day, There is nothing wrong with trusting your best talents. That, to me, is what the Braves should consistently do. Put their best talents in the position to produce as many times as they can and in the position to be as successful as possible, and I think they'll be just fine, and they will be able to advance at least far in the playoffs. And then personally, when it comes to the Phillies or the Cardinals, give me the Cardinals all day long. I'm going to tell you a reason why. It's a bit selfish on my end, but I live in an area of the country, I live here in Tennessee, where it's big Cardinals country. Everybody loves the Cardinals where I'm at. My friends, my father, most of my family, everybody loves the Cardinals. It would bring me so much happiness for the Braves to be able to face off the Cardinals in the division series and be able to get a bit of redemption from some bad luck we've had against them over the past decade when it comes to the playoffs. I also think it probably makes the most sense for the Braves because in terms of the starting pitching, I think that the Cardinals have the weaker starting rotation than the Phillies, though the Cardinals probably do have the better bullpen potentially talent-wise. But in my opinion, I do think that the Cardinals would, Im- I think they would be the more satisfying victory in the National League Division Series. Now, at the end of the day, I think that the Braves will be just fine against the Cardinals or the Phillies, but for a few reasons, a few which are selfish, I'll admit I'm going to go with the Cardinals as the team that I would like to face in the division series. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Once again, no Braves baseball until Tuesday of next week, but plenty of excellent baseball to enjoy this weekend as the wild card round of the playoffs starts. Of course you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the podcast to be named later all at batterypower.com at Battery Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you listen for for free, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC on Twitter. Pleasure to be with you. Go Braves. Enjoy this weekend's worth of playoff games and we'll talk to you again next week here on The Daily Hammer.